All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging and Friends. We are back to playing Fragged Empire tonight, uh, and we are continuing our Infinite Spaces campaign. We are starting up a, a new planet, new exploration, new new craziness. Uh, Jita has got enough of her booze, and uh, now that the hangover is finally over, uh, we can actually begin something new. Uh, and I think everyone completed your, your level up. So I think we're, what are we level three? Is everyone level three? Is that right? Is that right? Is that That's right too. Maybe. Okay. So level three, new planet, new dangers, uh, new, uh, new stuff to do. So I'm excited. I'm excited about this one. Um, I was telling Steven, I put uh, earlier today, I put far too much effort into this planet and I'm like, they're probably, we're probably going to use like one tenth of everything that I just made. Like, why did I do this? <laughs> Like, why am I doing this myself? So we're going to, after we do Hypnos, which is the planet we're going to, we're going to go to Hypnos 2 uh, in a completely <laughs> different system. And look, look at that. It's the same thing again. Look at this. And so we're prepped for the rest of the, prepped for the, rest of the campaign. Uh, so why don't we go ahead? Let's do some intros. Uh, where do we want to start? Uh, let's see. Um, kill. We're going to start with Kill. Uh, Jeremy, uh, introduce us to the the pc not the not the actual person but the character that they're playing that mm -hmm. kill dislikes the most <laughs> I, I don't have anybody to introduce <laughs> you, you, so you dislike everyone equally yes because i okay. don't dislike any of them <laughs> <laughs> no i, I Oh, I could take that question because I definitely have a PC I dislike okay. most. All right, bring it on. Go for it. Let's hear it, Dr. T. Thank you, by uh, the way, for yes anding and not being like yeah. that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I can't help it. I would like to introduce you all to that sporky bastard known as the tech. <laughs> he is just a pile of runny doo-doo tied together by a bunch of chunks of metal because he brought that little future serial killer as far as i'm concerned i've ran the uh psychological profile and it says sleep with you know a knife under your pillow uh so yeah, yeah. screw you zatek and the mushroom you wrote in on well done absolutely well done zatek please introduce us to the character on your crew player character that you mm -hmm. hate the most. One that I hate the most. Um, yeah, dislike the most. The one that you would, as as a Zao, would be least upset about having to consume. <laughs> Those are two different people, probably. But, but, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Either, either answer's fine. Either answer's fine. Um... <laughs> I feel like the person I'd be, it's probably the person that does the most things that they can't do. So it's probably Kill would be the one that is their least favorite in that Excellent. sense. Like the, it's the easiest to have a rivalry with. So yeah. It's because he's Kill's like a big got, soldiery guy or something else. Yeah. Big soldiery guy. He's very confident in combat and being assertive and just kind of going along with things that way. Whereas mm -hmm. Zatek's much more kind of laid back and likes to stick in his groove and to his code and all that. So, okay. So, all right. Uh, well, let's go to kill then. Uh, kill your okay. next, uh, between Maya and Jita, 
between your adoptive sort of daughter and your kind of sort of second wife-ish, it sounds like, according to last time. <laughs> Which one, if you had to choose, and you could only hang on, if you were if you were doing like a cliffhanger thing and you were hanging off and you can only hang on to one or all of you go down, which one would you let go? I don't like you this have game. to pick one. You have to pick one. <laughs> now you know how it's I feel me. when you told me about it. Yeah, it's Gita. I'm sorry. <laughs> He'd feel really bad. But he's, no, totally. he's not letting Maya go. And we already established last episode that you know how to pick which one eeny, meeny, miny, moe. He does. He was just thinking, I don't know. I love you both so much. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. But he actually knows where it'll end up and picks Maya. And halfway down, Gita's like, wait a second. Didn't he know how to do the eeny, meeny, and splat? Okay. Fantastic. Uh, and then Gita, tell us something about Maya that just really ticks you off. Like you're just, you just can't take. I'm just going hate tonight. This is Jeremy's. <laughs> What's something about Maya uh, that you don't, you don't much care for, Gita? What's something you don't care for? You know, Gita puts a lot of work into making things around the ship pretty and colorful and she was hoping that at some point maya might do like a you know special on all of the art and engineering and everything around the ship and like despite all of the little hints about like how this particular room would make a great backdrop for the next video it's always the selfie and no like attention to what's behind just all of these just art walls and all of the things that could be more prominently you know displayed out in the world just none of them are ever picked up and just <gasps> not that it's going to stop Cheetah oh from making them but i mean you know Oh, well. Oh, well. And Maya, tell us something about Dr. T. Besides the obvious, that he needs to lay the fuck off, Boars. Besides that, <laughs> tell us something about Dr. T that just um, irritates you. Maybe he could just stop insisting that Kill is Maya's dad. <laughs> or, or that Kill is his dad, for, for that matter. <laughs> I'm not sure which one irritates Maya more. <laughs> to, to have it be insisted that Kill is her dad or Kill is his dad. <laughs> Listen. One of us has a medical degree in a genetic sequencer, so I'm just saying. I'm not saying anything I haven't. Is confirmed. it me because I signed up to Skillshare like two weeks ago? So oh, are you I'm taking my course? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now that that's out in the air, out in the open, let's proceed. Uh, last time around. The crew of the boss chat, you all. Uh, you made it through a series of Legion checkpoints into the Cerberus system proper. 
Uh, you made a stop at Inspection Point Secundus, where a squad of Hoplin enforcers boarded your ship, retrieved that infected legion that you've been carrying from Mishpasha, and then directed all of you to Honor Base uh, into a man by the name of Tribune Frundus Antius for compensation. And you went through a whole mess load of customs and security scans and Eventually, you gained access to Honor Base, and you start taking advantage of like the medical clinics, munitions vendors, and various other offerings. Uh, as we've mentioned, Mama Jita uh, got super drunk at uh, the Shattered Moon Mess, Papa Kill, and Zatek. Uh, you both played some VR games with the Palantor MVP. Uh, but eventually, you all called upon this Tribune Frundus and turned out old friend of Kills, uh, who was kind of surprising that he'd been given uh, the command of the base and he sort of lamented this promotion. He called himself a gas station, gas station attendant, but he did give you all a gig. Uh, he offered you, uh, he, he mentioned how Tribune Selene Lapidus of Tyrannus, which is a moon of the planet Hypnos had requested and been denied this off schedule reinforcements of some Legion uh, because there was apparently an increase in this unsanctioned access to planet Hypnos, a very mystical planet that no one's really allowed to go down to. And apparently there's a bunch of suspected pirate activity. So uh, you all, this isn't the first time you heard about Hypnos, is you actually had a nav data crystal that you had discovered uh, when you were going crawling through some sort of underground coastal facility in Mishpasha that had some data about Hypnos in that Reg Shera and the Cult of the Zion were very interested in acquiring from you, but failed to do so. Uh, and then Maya, as we were leaving the, uh, the the office, you spied a very familiar name that apparently Tribune Selene's second in command, Ajax Valeria. Uh, and we'll see whether who that is comes up in play and whether or not that is something that you care to share. So uh, we're going to say that uh, the next handful of days are going to uh, we'll montage through. We'll say whatever last-minute prep or shopping you might have wanted to do while at Honor Base happens without without issue. We were going to say that you get back through various checkpoints and securities, and you get back out into space, and you spend a few a couple days traveling in system uh, from Honor Base over to Tyrannus Moon. Now, uh, Maya, did you say you wanted a scene in travel with uh, with Mama and Papa? Was that uh, if if that's okay, if there's a cup, yeah. couple minutes, um, yeah, go for it. So uh, <laughs> Maya is going to add when they're well on their way to to Tyrannus and can't change course. <laughs> she she will say to them, um, so. Uh, the, the name on on the letterhead, you know, Celine Lupitas, you know, uh, her second Ajax. Um, Ajax and I sort of used to know each other, like a, a little bit, um, some time ago. Actually, oh. uh, killed this that that commendation ceremony. Mom, mom made me go to mm -hmm. for for you. I I no, met I, him. I met him there. I know you know him because he didn't. Uh, attend that uh, that event because I had to give him a sick day. So he was heartbroken. So, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. You just use them and dump them. Got it. Wait. The, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, he had he took a, a sick day for that. So he was sad about that. That's 
That's very sad. <laughs> That's it's a sad. surprising thing, I know, but uh, sometimes Legion have feelings. And as she's very clearly stammering and very I'm being too mean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, and, I felt uh, for the kid. Normally, Legion don't do mental health days. It's kind of like a big deal. I had to really do a lot of paperwork to not make him look bad and me not look bad. And I, I paperwork. didn't even know you knew. I I mean, I it, it was it was good until it wasn't. And mm -hmm. um, I'm familiar it, with it the was, story. And she kind of like she she's like, oh god, I really hope that's not true. Hey guys, Wait. what are we talking about? What are we um, talking about this uh, person Ajax on the uh, on the form. Um, but, uh, so you know, I, okay. I, you know, he probably doesn't even remember me. Like he, it's probably fine. He probably you? doesn't. Oh, I'm sure he, he remembers you. He does. He's got to remember you. So Who wouldn't remember you? Here's the you? thing. I'd rather you. Uh, be honest with yourself. Uh, don't just jump into something that doesn't feel right to you. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, it's better for him, too. Because if you acted a certain way towards him, but it wasn't really how you felt, somewhere down the line, it's going to hurt him more. Okay, Kill, you're, you're being weird. Stop being weird. I don't <laughs> like talking about this stuff. I'm, uh, and with Did you that see uh, I got this new laminate for my armor? And uh, on and I have you, a new firing pin on my rifle too. Equally uncomfortable talking about this. Maya will take Jita by the hand and uh, link arms with her and sort of drag her to the bedroom. And then pull she's the like, armor kill. Looks cool. You should add some color to it. Actually, I can actually do that with the the mod on here. Um, I've got uh, black or midnight blue. Or, um, like color, like purple, pink, teal blue, right. yellow. That's so teal many blue. colors. Midnight in purple. <laughs> mm. Okay. Bye. So uh, once we go into the room and, and sort of slam the door, uh, Maya pulls out her uh, holograph thing, like her hologram thing, and and just kind of switches through like. Real quick, like different makeups and different. It's like going through a character filter, and then she's like, "All right, Gita, I help you pick one," and and she's kind of going through. And um, a few minutes later, I think they they pick one, and she's like, "Okay, I I don't want to say this to kill, but like, Ajax was like, he was like my what if guy, you know." And and I thought maybe Kill knew, but maybe he didn't. And it's weird that he took a sick day because, like, I I really thought it was much more casual than it ended up being. But um, but it's good that Kill knows, and then we all know, and we'll we'll make sure that we all know, so that we don't make it weird for you. I'll make sure to tell everybody, and then we won't make it weird. Because we'll all know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got okay. you. I got you. Okay. And that all one, right. that's that's the one. That's the color. That's the best one, right there. Thanks. <laughs> and and uh, that that's it. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Perfect. 
So that all happens over the course of, say, two to three days worth of travel, a couple scenes here and there. We see a montage of Jita going around to each individual person, just spilling the beans <laughs> of the story. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you all eventually get out to uh, one of the far reaches of the system. It's not, it's not the furthest planet. There's like there's dwarf planets that are a little bit further out, but it's fairly far out. Uh, I've moved you all on the planet, on the, uh, on the map. Uh, it's the law. It's like the furthest out, like full planet. Right. And you don't actually land on the planet itself, but instead you are directed towards, uh, Tyrannus, one of the moons. And there is a base there as well. So we see this whole like process of you getting, you know, getting, getting approval, landing, going through, uh, the process of checkpoints and security. There is, a significant amount of pageantry, uh, more so than you had to face uh, when you landed and went through Honor Base. Uh, as it seems, you learn very quickly from pretty much everyone that you encounter that Tribune Celine Lapidus is a stickler for tradition and for process. And you get a welcome guard that's in full dress. You get extensive background checks that are your that you have to go through before even being granted like a, approval to, to take foot onto uh, the, the moon itself. Uh, would anybody have had anything pop up, by the way, on those background checks, like pirate activity or mercenary work or anything like that? Uh, of course not. <laughs> it's purely you tell me if you think someone would have popped no. up. You don't have to roll anything. I'm just, I think pure uh, there's, there's probably like... A video on stream somewhere that Maya has taken great lengths to remove, but I'm sure exists somewhere of her losing her shit about a corp head named Darcy Octanto. Gotcha. Like that exists just somewhere. Just, gotcha. just like super drunk and just like being an obnoxious pill. <laughs> Fantastic. So. I feel like the attack would have a bunch of like minor inconveniences that are just like the type of thing where like you went through a toll road and you forgot to pay it and it's just been there forever <laughs> on your record. Like, just just like overdue library fines. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. These tiny Parking little tickets, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Zatek, you got to ask a handful of questions, but ultimately it really is more of a nuisance. Maya, it's kind of embarrassing because you probably hear your voice on the video as one of the security checkpoint guys goes through it and they look down at it. But at the same time, it doesn't actually seem to bother them too much since it involves no Legion officials. So they didn't really seem to care that much, but they did look up at you. And even though they're very proper, you could tell that they were judging you. It was right there in their faces. And finally, you all are led um, at long last, because you do have orders uh, from your friend, Tribune Frontus, uh, to the offices of Celine Lapidus, where you, when you go inside, you're, you're standing, not sitting. You're never offered anywhere to sit. Around you, the room is adorned with very sparse decorations. You can see there's personal and there's base accolades. There's records of achievement on the wall here and there. Um, there's a visible screen that's like showcasing the complete duty roster of, of Tyrannus base. There's the only irregularity in this otherwise very Spartan room seems to be a small display case in the corner that has like achievements of 
as you look more closely, you realize are not her, but her children. And you can see that like quadruplets, like they all have very similar looks to them. They all are same age range, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then while you all are lingering, you, you're, you're full dress guard in unison, like perfect unison, just as like, it's like the honorable tribune, Celine the Petus. And you see the door open and in she walks this absolutely regal looking elder legion woman uh you can see her now white hair is tied back in almost like this mohawk that is very uh tightly bound in a braid in her back uh and she walks past you all turns around and then stares at you from behind her desk with this very uh very stern and serious face and she says we are honored and grateful for your assistance and will pass along that gratitude to Tribune Frundus Antius at our earliest convenience. And you can tell that there's really not a whole lot of heart or warmth in what she just said as she looks at you. One to the other, she lingers at kill and there's the hint of approval and seeing Legion, but then she goes from one to the next. It just gets grimace, wince, grimace, and wince. And then she looks over to kill. Such a problem solver is your friend, the Tribune Frundus Antius. When 100 Legion reinforcements are requested, he has fashioned a creative alternative undoubtedly you are a fine crop of mercenaries and you can see that there's a bit of a sneer like in her face when she looks out at you and she pauses for a moment as she watches and is sort of like taking the measure of each of you and her gaze is definitely one that's like Okay, you can stop looking at me now. Stop staring at me. Like it's like it's that kind of gaze. And she's extremely tall, big. I only kills probably on par. Um, and she looks down almost at everybody in here. She's that big. Eventually, when no one says anything, she actually nods at that, as if like you've done something correctly. And she says, "Should come as no." Surprised that information shared here and accumulated during your contract are the priority and property of the Casilla Curia. Dissemination of that information without approval will be considered a breach of contract and subject to criminal prosecution with extreme prejudice. Do you assent to these matters? Of yes, course. ma'am. Why begrudgingly not? <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, be seated. And then she does herself. Uh, and finally, at long last, as you guys have been standing here, and the seats are like these concrete seats. They're not cushy at all. There is no cushion whatsoever. You are sitting, for those of you that are, on just concrete slabs. You see she opens up what looks like some kind of tablet, and she begins speaking from it. And two weeks ago, Tyrannus Station received a report that an illegal expedition had been mounted on Hypnos. 
There have been rumors for some time of Exilia mercenaries crafting their own astro-navigational buoys on Acheron, a dwarf planet in the outer regions of the system. I have already sent a eager recon team to assuage and whether or not that is a accurate report. I have it on good authority. And she looks at you, Kill, for a moment. And she kind of raises her eye from excellent intelligence. That the brains and power behind this expedition is Julianus Sextilius Caecilianus. She kind of looks to see Kill if you make any kind of like move to recognize. Kill, go ahead and roll a culture test. Oh, <laughs> yeah, culture. Yeah. And because you are a legion um, and because you have spent some time in, in, the, in the Haven system, you can take a plus two on this. That, that makes it a flat roll. There you go, buddy. <laughs> I normally have a minus two to culture. If you fail. Sure, people are shocked. She will execute you on the spot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I really don't want to get executed, but I just rolled a six. Okay. The kill just knows that he doesn't know and just. <laughs> As she watches and she sees that you make no recognition, she no longer has that little glimmer of approval in her face when looking at you. And now you are once more just like your compatriots looked at with great disapproval and judgment. And so then she says to you and to everybody, Julianus Sextilius Caecilianus is an exilia scientist, dishonorably discharged from the Legion's archivist corpse after he attempted to disseminate all research materials relating to the Hypnos monoliths to the public. His hope was through crowdsourcing science across all species in both the Cerberus and Haven systems that the secrets of Hypnos could be unlocked. Fortunately, we have excellent intelligence agents who thwarted those attempts. He was stripped of his rank and imprisoned on the planet Sharon. But he was liberated after only a month by these exilia mercenaries, presumably the very same rumored to be constructing the alternative buoys. Intelligence has become smart, spotty since his, uh, his escape, but it's believed that he was spending a significant amount of his time among psionic remnants, scientists in the Haven system, where he has found an unlikely community among our ancient enemy. And he's still kinda, she's still kind of looking at Kill, just seeing if she can get like any anything from him. Now... There are some believe that he is just some misguided scientist with a very overly optimistic view of our species. However, I believe that his old age has turned him radical and desperate, and he's made even more unsavory alliances than these exilium mercs to achieve his goal of returning to Hypnos for study. As far as I'm concerned, he is a traitor. The expedition that we believe... He has funded and facilitated is now on planet. Are you with me so far? She kind of looks and like shouts really, really, really loudly just to see if everyone's paying attention. Yes, yes ma'am. Three days ago, 
I sent my second-in-command, Ajax, and a cohort of ten legion to the planet, coordinating through Polaris Astralis. She looks at Kill again. You have never served here, have you? No, ma'am. Polaris Australis is our outpost near the southern pole monolith. The northern Polaris Borealis. Our equatorial bases no longer function. Anyhow, Ajax's orders were to take his cohort to what we believe. It's not a radar echo, but instead a starship touching down several clicks away from Polaris Australis. Commander Ajax took one of their one of our standard shuttles down, landing far enough from the radar echo to avoid detection, and then traveled the remaining distance on foot. However, we have not received word from his cohort, although they should have reached the location of this echo days ago. So, your job is to venture down to the planet. In the sight of this radar echo, you are to ascertain the status and whereabouts of Ajax's team if they are dead or if they have answered the call, either of which we presume to be true, or in the unlikely event they are still functional. You will determine if, as suspected, an unsanctioned expedition has been undertaken to deal with it. You are to execute your own judgment. However, we would like, we would request at least one surviving expedition member, and we would naturally require all data collected by the expedition itself. You understand? Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Dismissed. And she, like, drops her tablet down, and she pulls up another one and starts reading. She looks up at you. Turn heel and march there. out as fast as yeah. possible. Kill's going. He's, like, dismissed. And they're, like, hey, There's the mess of tentacles scrambling towards the door. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys get led back out. You go back through the big old process like, here and there. Stand up and, like bow and say thank you she makes this like what thank you Zhao. off with you <laughs> and so eventually you're all led back out uh honor guard again you've got this escort the whole time every which way you go it's a very again severe station Concrete everywhere. No real color, Jita. There's adornment, but it's all militaristic garb and propaganda <laughs> everywhere. And eventually you are kind of led back to your ship. Uh, do you guys want to try to do anything before you are effectively kicked off the station? Is there anything you wanted to try to do? Uh, I mean... No... I would like to get some more, uh, some spare Legion parts just in case. Uh, but I'm okay. They probably won't take kindly to that. <laughs> okay. You uh, eventually get back on your ship uh, and you see that on your ship, already plugged into your systems 
our coordinates, landing coordinates. Uh, and also you are given a pair of names. Um, you're, you are, you are ordered to land within a certain radius of, uh, the, the Polaris Australis station. You're supposed to, uh, speak with station chief Decimus Varro or head researcher Livia Drusa. Those are the two, uh, that are essentially stationed there. Uh, and they, uh, can assist as needed in pointing you in the correct direction. All right. So get back in your ship, go through the process, and you kind of begin your descent. Descent takes a little while. I need, Dr. T, since you are the pilot, I need you to give me a roll uh, to see how well, and this is actually going to be a not automatic roll, as one thing you've learned about planet Hypnos is that it is a odd planet it is partially surrounded by lay storms which throw off all all sorts of navigation uh, in some cases it creates time anomalies memory issues and various other physiological reactions these are things that kill would probably know to some degree just as as room or not necessarily rumor just just common knowledge of of legion in the system uh, and so it is not the easiest place to navigate so i need dr till dr dr Dr. T to give me a, uh, give me a roll here for piloting. So that was, what do we do? What do we say that was? Is that, um, operate? Was that operations or command? I always forget. Um, thought it was command. Whatever, that's probably whatever Dr. T has got, uh, got skills in. Yeah. Whatever he's got the most in, which we can't yeah, hear. Him, yeah. So if we could hear him, we would. Oh, God. <laughs> How dare that happen? Here I am. Uh, I thought it was command because, Jude, I think you're better at operations. Is that correct? I, I'm, I'm, I'm good at, at command and engineering. I'm operations and gunnery. Okay. Well, I rolled a nine on command. <laughs> Whatever you rolled, you didn't roll well. That's okay. what I rolled. It's a number that I rolled. Okay. You in this game to rolling ones any, and twos and threes. Do you know what? Any I, I don't grit to reroll. Yeah, I don't want to kill everyone in the first thirty-five minutes of the stream. So yeah, <laughs> I'll go ahead and spend some grit. <laughs> like take that, your forty-two endurance. <laughs> yeah, right. forty-two your endurance ship. ain't doing shit if your ship crashes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I got a six got there, a six. so let's fix that. All right, there that takes that up to a thirteen. <gasps> Uh, 13 will, will, it's a, it's a target of 14, uh, actually to come and land. I got close, but it does mean you won't crash. It just means that your, um, your descent is, uh, not on path. Uh, and you are met with a very, uh, a very angry set of, uh, of uh, of orders to realign yourself, both coming from Tyrannus Base and the Moon, uh, but also coming from the station itself below, and mm -hmm. constantly uh, berating you uh, and and essentially trying to get you back on course, back on course, back on course. And at one point, anyone who is looking out a port window realizes that Doctor T came probably about a I don't know less than a quarter of a mile from crashing all of you uh, into what appears to be a very large ice-capped mountain. Uh, as you can feel mm. the entire ship shake, you can hear, is that is a tech, you can hear like boars freaking out, we're gonna die on your, on your communications. 
And then the <laughs> ships, like all of these like red alert automated like proximity sensors start warning. And then finally you're you're set free. So it's a it's a bit of a bit of an issue. You know, but eventually they say any landing you can walk away from is a good one. So I did a great job, everyone. And when you do finally land, you damage your landing struts because you have like this misjudgment. You're you're basically your uh, your sensors like are kind of not quite aligning properly and it thinks you're, you're closer to the ground than you really are right. and then everything's mm -hmm. kind of missing and you just sort of slam down and one of your landing struts kind of gets bent in the process but you are nonetheless able to um able to land and you get uh, out uh dr t mm -hmm. dr t yeah. I, I i know that you you fly now so you don't necessarily have to kind of be connected to the ground yep but Landings like that are, are a bit painful to those of us that do still reside on the, the ground. Mean, just wanted listen, to share that just if, to remind you. If you're if you're asking for, you know, a wings or some mode of, you know, flights uh installed in your you know, you just gotta ask. You don't have to dance around my piloting. Oh, oh, I, I just with yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Although, yeah, just think about could, it. You know, I, 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 I might, but, but no, I'm glad, I'm glad we're safe. We might need to get some work done before we go do that again. So. If if we don't get the work done, I just have to remember when we take off, it's it's going to try and go a little sideways. So I'll have to compensate for that. So yeah, I'll go and a little bit of the reverse sideways, and it'll be straight up. Yeah, not not the side over there with the with the big ice thing. Not not that side, right? I saw that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Good job, everyone. <laughs> we're, we're clapping uh, when the plane landed. <laughs> so, as you all get out, uh, you you deboard your ship. Uh, tech do you bring Boars, and does anyone bring Franklin? Or are they staying behind? Um, we're was this supposed to be like? dangerous in this area at all yes i definitely well, I mean, this with particular that you're knowledge. right next to the station so yeah Sorry, i definitely think we should bring boars but i'm gonna leave franklin here okay just in case so you all land in you're essentially at the pole uh the southern pole of the of the planet or near enough to it when you get out the first thing that you see and it's unmistakable is there is a massive dark monolith that is sticking straight up out of the earth and kind of disappears up into the this mist that seems to permeate the entire area. Uh, where you're at, where your ship is, where the station is, you can see that the mist is very, very kind of tissue paper thin. It's not very thick at all. But maybe 100 yards to the south and to the west or so, it becomes much thicker and almost impenetrable. And when you look up, uh, that massive monolith, you know, uh, it just, just sort of disappears. All of you feel um, like as you get out, you just feel a, like this massive shift in pressure as it's like you're, you're in a pressure chamber kind of being squeezed and pushed. And there's, and it's, there's a disturbing amount of silence. It's actually incredibly quiet. And that quietness is ever so briefly interrupted by this sharp gust of cold wind. Despite being on the pole, it's not extremely cold. 
Like it's not like excessively cold, um, but I'm sure all of you have a proper, proper gear. And then you look out in the distance and about 50 yards away or so from where you're walking away from your, from your landing area, you can see the station itself. It's compact. It's utilitarian. Like you can see that there's various monitoring instruments that are attached to it here and there. It's, there's not a guard that's seen anywhere. It doesn't look like there's much to it. Uh, but you see as you begin your trek in that direction, the door opens up, a legion comes out, you hear this sudden crash and you look behind you, you see your ship crashes and crumples down to one of its struts and you see this big panel just slide right off your, right off the posh chat and slam to the ground. The, the legion comes up to you and looks directly at Kill and says, welcome to Polaris Australis. I'm Station Chief Desimus Rao. You are welcome here. Thank you. Glad you'll have us. Uh, we'll be looking for the best direction, be heading off and looking for missing crew. Yeah. Anything you've picked up or you might be able to advise yourself would uh, we really appreciate it. So one of the things you notice about him as he's trying to look you in the eye kill, he's constantly kind of his head is drifting off to the side. His eyes are drifting and every now and then his head just kind of darts really fast. Like he heard something, but you don't hear anything whatsoever. And then he says to you, come inside. We will confirm what we know and you can be on your way. Uh, before we walk in, I'd love to see if I can clock what he was looking at or reacting to. Uh, sure. Uh, give us a, well, I'll give you an, you get, you have an option here. You can either roll a awareness test or a psychology test. Oh, joke. Uh, I'll do awareness because my okay. psychology is not very good. In general, can Jita just look around looking for something, anything other than white snow? Absolutely. Awareness tests would probably be good. Okay. Uh, 14. Oh, 14 on awareness. Uh, so, 16. Pardon me. 16. Sorry. Maya, as you try to get a beat on whatever it is he was looking at, you see him just, his as his eyes were kind of moving around. At first, it almost looked like maybe he was just like darting between all of you, but you realize it's probably not the case. And despite the fact that you're like the the panel slid off the ship and crashed onto the ground, he didn't react to it. His head jerked, and you see he is looking southward into this impenetrable mist, and that's where he looked. And then when he did it again, he looked to a different side. He kind of looked off to the west, and there's that same bit of mist. And so each time he he was looking not at what was actually making a sound but rather into this this sort of fog's mist the other thing you would notice with your 16 maya is that every time he does so and kind of sort of gets his head back you see his hand his left hand goes to his right wrist where he has this this strange looking bracer um it doesn't look 
it doesn't look like it's a battle bracer. It's not like the type of armor that Kill would wear, and it doesn't look like any kind of uh, sort of scientific um, scanning equipment. Instead, it it looks like a monitoring bracelet of some kind, and you can see that there is some some kind of timer uh, that's on it, and it's counting down. You would guess there's maybe about five minutes or so left on it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, Jita and Zatek, I think the two of you were rolling awareness tests. What did you, how'd you all do? Yep. Uh, I got a four. <laughs> <laughs> a one, a one, and a two. Like, that's Actually, like, what is oh, Chuck rolls no. in this game? <laughs> so I get to, I think it's, oh, it's a five. I get to add one. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say. Jita didn't the, roll that much better, but I spent a grit, so. Okay. Better. So Zatek, I would say you are probably uh, distracted by this massive black monolith. Uh, maybe you noticed on your way down, if you were attending to some of the navigational data, why Dr. T was flying, or if you were just going through the packet of data that was waiting for you when you got on your ship. The, the monolith itself it's like mathematical percept, like perfection. Like it is quite literally built and constructed on the exact southern pole. Like the mathematical precision of it is beyond like comprehension. And as you are trying to get a sense of everything else that's around it, you look up at it and you realize it's just this sleek black thing. You don't notice any sort of ice has grown on it. Like nothing seems to grow on it. Like nothing seems to rest on it. And it's just this, this sort of oh, distraction. And you can feel like almost like a resonance coming off of it. Not a sound, just a feeling. Jita, hmm. uh, what did you roll? After I spent my grit, I rolled much better. I had a six, got to re-roll, and ended up with a 15. Okay. Uh, I would say that in addition to what, you know, I've already described from a couple of others, like you would probably have been able to see a little bit of his, you know, of the, of the gestation chief sort of reaction. But you would probably point to the fact, like you would probably notice that there is, we'll put it at like the far reaches of your sight, um, near the base of the monolith itself. You can see that there appear to be some devices there. And at one point you see this little whirlwind, this little tiny, almost like dust devil of ice just kind of whirl past and then disappear off into the mist at one point. It uh, doesn't seem like anybody else has noticed it. It's probably just you. Is the fog like a really consistent like color or are there like little particles and things in it? Like, is it easy to kind of see white. stuff in it? It is not easy to see stuff like like where where you've set your ship, where the station is. And it seems mm. the closer you get to the monolith, the clearer things are. But the further away you get from the monolith, the thicker and more impenetrable it becomes. Mm -hmm. And not so much like is it like the thickness of it, but it's like is it easy to like hallucinate shapes with? Is, do you know what I'm kind of getting at? Like, it's definitely is there swirling. enough like shadows you can and weirdness? See, yeah, there's definitely shadows and okay. swirling and movement. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So 
the station chief turns around and he starts trudging up the hill uh, to where he came, the door he came out of, and he opens the door and holds it open for you all inside. We will provide you whatever monitoring data will assist you. Okay. I want you to stand here. Get the fuck inside. Go, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So inside, it's not any grander or it's not warmer. There's like no heat. There's like no heat on. It, it's the exact same temp inside as it is outside. And I would say for everyone, probably except for Kill, it probably feels cold. Uh, Kill probably feels fairly nice. But you look around and it looks, it basically looks like what you just saw in, in Tyrannus Moon Base in terms of like just concrete, couple very basic monitoring stations. When you go and you move around, you can see that there are a lot of monitors. Um, some of them very much look like uh, like Doppler effects, like like almost like weather. But as you as you look at it, you realize that that's not quite right. It does. I would say, it, it, like for those of you with any kind of scientific background, that does not seem to align with like the mist that you would imagine would have shown up on that Doppler effect. And like, there's it, it's it's measuring something else, and that's when it dawns on you. Probably any one of you who is used to piloting, or any one of you has has had to do with nav data, it's like they're tracking like lay storm activity. And you can see it's not physical storms, but rather lay storms. You also notice that there's other there's other monitors that are just listing mathematical data, just like just rows and rows and rows and rows of data that just keeps showing up and showing up and showing up. And at one of these, uh, at one of these stations, these monitoring stations, um, there is another, another Legion who stands up, she turns around, she looks at you, all of you, uh, and she introduces herself. I am researcher Livia Drusa. Welcome. And she kind of says that almost sadly, like in a, like a really sad way when she's like, I am researcher Livia Drusa. I welcome you to the station. There's like this long pause. Did you build that monolith out there? No. Those were built by the humans long ago. There's oh. one on the southern pole, one on the northern pole, and many equally dispersed with mathematical precision along the equator of the planet. Hmm. And she's looking at you, and you can tell, like, Legion aren't always the most emotive of people. But she has like this sort of like deadened face, right? And she says, um, we are still not entirely sure as to their purpose, but we believe the ancient humans erected them in attempts to manipulate and control lay activity. Is that is she that also have one of those like band things? All the fog. No, that is not what causes the fog. And 
then she like jumps for a second. The mist is. It is a byproduct of hypnosis proximity to the lay storms and possibly failed human terraforming efforts. We are not entirely sure, but prolonged exposure to the mist has many similarities with exposure to those who travel amongst storms in the space. That is our working theory. How much exposure have you guys had? And right as you say that, both of their bracelets just kind of go off on an alarm. And like you can see, they light up, they buzz, and they both like jolt a bit. And then they tap it, and you see it makes the alarm go off. And then like this projection monitor comes up, and like a little recording uh, lens opens up on the wrist itself. And they hold it up to their faces and each one of them, and they say slightly different things, but they have like this mantra that sounds almost perfect. And so like, they're like, I am station chief Decimus Varro. My objective is to monitor lay storm activity. My mother, Verona, raised me. My commander, my father, who predated me, Decimus who gave me my name, shaped me. I remember who I am. Like she says something very similar, but she identifies different people naturally. But she says the same thing. And the two of them press a different button and you watch as that screen changes and it becomes playback now. And you see that they're playing back themselves, speaking to them. But not exactly what was just said or not in the same manner. It looks like they're like just like replaying. Mm -hmm. okay. Is it just the two of them in here? That's who you see. Just the two. Yeah. Um, while they're both in this mantra, could I try to quickly and uh, kind of sneaky like do a little like medical scan? Sure. See if I can pick anything up weird that's happening with them. Yeah, uh, sure. Okay. You can do like a quick con consultation with your instruments and just your basic, sure, your basic intelligence. So uh, medicine, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'll lean over to. Wow. I'll lean over to Maya and be like, "I like your vlogs a lot better." <laughs> you. <Man. laughs> Those are kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh dr t you you are with 100 percent certainty that they are having memory issues and this seems to be a way of them trying to curb the memory loss you remember from the packet like you you guys had like a packet of data like once you got off tyrannus base like you had a packet of data where to land etc and when you consult that based upon what you're observing here it seems that there are a handful of very common um, effects of being on hypnos that happen relatively quickly and prolonged stay is really bad. One is terrible headaches, two is memory loss, and three is time lapse, time loss. And so 
from what you understand from the packet as you consult it, like they do not allow extensive stay and they have a constantly rotating pair of people who come down monitor. And it seems like what they're trying to do is like monitor, like monitor from here and coordinate with the, the base. But like there's, there were other buildings and such that you saw, but all of them, you had the feeling that they were just not just used empty. anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. With that information, uh, given the first opportunity it doesn't have to be right now i would like to try and start doing something for the other you know crewmates here uh, to try at least offset at least the headache i don't know if i can do anything for sure. the, the memory stuff but hopefully give us a little more wiggle room for exposure okay yeah we could do that uh, um, i i would like to know how long they've been here is there anything that i can like i i lost some Directly you can ask them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is our eighth hour on task during this current shift. We have... Then he holds up his wrist. He kind of moves around a bit. This is our fourth shift in the past month. We have been approved for extensive stay to serve as anchor points for your expedition. This expedition should be brief, yes. And Gita the whole time has just been looking over at Kel. Kel has watched what they're doing, moved over to a corner where there wasn't too much sound going on, and he's basically doing their exact process, doing his first recording. Because clearly they've got a system in place, so he's Mm going to do it too. Um, We'll say that the researcher, uh, Livia, she looks at you and she says, we have additional bands if you and your crew would like them. I mean, it, it seems like the prudent mm-hmm. thing to do. I I can record a little bit on my personal device, but if you've got a... She I'm turns not sure around. what you're doing, but if it helps, uh, it seems like the thing to do. She turns around and she goes to a wall where you can see there's a series of cabinets. She opens one and closes it. Goes to the next, opens another. And she opens it like three or four of them before the station chief is pulls a drawer out they are here and takes them out and hands them out to you all and then she returns okay this needs to be like the quickest mission we've ever done right yeah right we're in we're out Mm -hmm. that mm. it will take time understand that Researcher Livia and I have been here many times. We can assure you. They look at each other and you're maybe not 100% sure they believe this. Issues with memory fade quickly once you leave the planet. The issue is remembering to leave the planet. And then she speaks up. And avoid the call of the mists. As soon as she yes. says that, I'm gonna click my Just button. Just gonna add like, that to the little video message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My Avoid name is Zetek. I am Remember a Zao. Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> click. Fair enough. Now, we know that you are here searching for 
Commander Ajax and his cohort. They reached our station 78 hours ago. And he's like, again, looking down, just verifying some of the numbers. He and his cohort proceeded on foot. And then they list a coordinates, like these coordinates, several clicks southwest of our current location. It is the closest significant anomaly detected by our equipment that cannot be attributed to the monolith itself. We have also had readings from the Whispering Canyons to the southeast, but these are minor, irregular. The possibility of some of his party or of the presumed ship that has landed before and without permission. It is possible some might have matriculated there. However, those canyons would be bad enough even without the mists. Activity there, fauna, hopefully. Maybe there are some chills as well. Certainly, canyon stalkers. And should they come in contact with some of the previous expedition, I imagine their remains will be easy to spot amongst the white. Um. Every time Ajax's day was mentioned for the last while, uh, Maya's been kind of flicking her eyes over Ajita and like fidgeting a little. <laughs> And, but really trying to keep it together, like, for kill's sake, more than anything else. Yeah. Hey, can we get, like, a data pad download? So, informational setup of the local wildlife and things to watch out for, avoid. We can. Things like that. Provide you a debrief packet. Yes. That'd be... Good. Absolutely. Thank you. Most of the fauna around the southern pole is mild. There are the chills who are drawn by the monolith. You will know them when the temperature drops precipitously big word quickly mm. I must ask is there a shape to that when it happens is it like a and so she'll sort of make the motion that she thought she saw in the distance on their approach yes they wrap the mists around them they are his kind he nods down towards Dr. T Feral. Perhaps. Perhaps they were not so once. And their memories and biological programming has been scrubbed. And they have reverted to something more primitive. 
Well, that, that definitely answers my next question. So good. Good to know. Are these uh, recordings you guys are making like, could we download the ones that were made by the people that are missing just in case we come across them and they kind of forgot who they are and we can play them back on our things? We do not have access to those. Commander Ajax has... Sorry. Merely, he merely, as you all have, touched down here. We, researcher and I, were not on task then. It was Mm. another pairing. I am unaware of whether they brought recording devices with them. And they have not returned. But, uh, now still a good hours. idea, though. Sorry. How long have they not returned? 78 hours, 70, was that it? 78 hours since they were last Thank at you. Polaris Astralis during Can a I... previous shift's time. That was six shifts ago. How often do you watch your recordings? Every hour. That's a lot. Yeah. Do you have any medical primers uh, for what you experience on this? It should have should have been in the data packet delivered Perfect. to you by Tyrannus Base. Okay, good. I mean, worst case scenario, we've got a basic briefing on the people sent out on this. We can try and use that to say some things that might jog their memories. You know, some of us might be able to pull up some personal details that'll spark flame, at least for Ajax mm-hmm. there. And, uh, is there? We do indeed. Is there like a I, physical mirror that I could steal that's in the area? Requisition. We could provide you with a reflective surface. Down that hallway, you will find our restrooms, and then you hear. Okay. You know, it is down that hallway. And she points to a different one. As, so to, it... as to Commander Ajax and his cohort, it is very unlikely that you will find them. We understand that your priority is to ascertain whether there has been an unsanctioned expedition confirm, recover data, and ascertain the... Which kind of struggles, like, forgot a word, the status of Commander Ajax crew. Yep. So, just in case our time here investigating goes beyond your safe protocols who might be in the next shift here the duty roster is not recorded here it is maintained by Tyrannus base to ensure it remains accurate but madam twyfar we are still within the early hours of our time here Should we need to extend into our more emergency protocols, we do have procedures to follow. 
and he kind of looks over in the corner and you can see that in the corner of the room, there's like this chair and there's all these like chains and tethers and things like that to ensure that we do not wander into the mists. Oh, I, I would rather presume that having individuals with a fresh memory would be more conducive to the success of our mission. So I, I don't think we would mind if there were a shift change while we're here. I think, I think it would be good to get the freshest of eyes and minds. And <laughs> she's sort of looking yeah, to kill, right? That, that's probably right? true. But, uh, you know, we're here because reinforcements have been requested and we're volunteers. So, uh, all legion on Tyrannus base or assigned to any of the Polaris stations have your success as their highest priority, whether it is head researcher and myself or our eventual shift replacements, I can assure you that we will all behave in the best manner befitting a Legion officer. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure, absolutely. It's it's just you know it, it's like if you're if you're receiving medical care, you don't necessarily want the nurse that's been on for three straight shifts because you want the tip top care, so you are okay with the new nurse coming in that's just had their coffee and they're ready to go. But once you right? know that that nurse eyes. is going to be your nurse, you say all the nice things to that nurse. I oh yes okay okay yes we will um should I should we warn you that this sort of unnecessary conversation extends your time on planet yeah increasing oh, oh. risk oh no to yourself yeah in oh, short okay yes. quit your lollygagging. I'm gonna come back into the room, like holding got, a piece like, of mirror that I ripped off. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, think it's like broken, and it's like you just because it was too yeah. big, so you just get like a piece. <laughs> All right, guys, we're ready. Cheetah yep. is gonna bend over. Uh, she's gonna kneel down a bit because I am imagining that we threw boars on top of the Roomba on top of like a snowboard kind of a thing <laughs> and she kind of crouches down and she's like okay boars we I just need to warn you I'm not sure if you've been listening to all of that but we may all get a little weird and I'm hoping that you and the way that your memory works is going to be okay so we're relying on you to keep us Remind us who we all are, right? To to Zatek. Yeah. Uh, I'll patch that through okay. to like all of our comms. Boris will say, "We are boys. We are a communal being. We will not falter the way that the crew will. In particular, we will ensure the safety." And fidelity of everyone except for Dr. T on the crew. 
you know what? With Dr. T's medical training, we may need him most of all to get the rest of us back safe. So everyone is equal in importance while we're on this mission. Got it? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to do here? Is there uh, anything that we, we can see on the... Sorry, is there anything that we can see for ourselves on the monitor screens or, you know, kind of anything okay. that we haven't kind um, of... Computers? No, give me a computers just taking test. their word for it. Okay. Yeah, give me a computers test, Jita. Uh, is anybody else doing anything in particular? Uh, well, mine and we can do while walking. Uh, it's just yeah, the, same. the precautionary medical treatments to help at least offset some of the earlier symptoms. <clears throat> sure. Is a 10 going to get me anything, or do I need to spend grit No. Minimum of 12, uh, right. 14 would be better. Nice. The text That's curious good. how much 15. he's going to be affected at all by this, too. And on Because uh, we all have, like, little computer things for our comms and stuff. I imagine there's, like, a pre-installed, like, solitaire-type game, but mm -hmm. it's, like, a match, too, and I just want to set, yeah. like, a baseline score okay. in it okay. <laughs> before you get up. That's all I do. Uh, yeah, Gita, mine you're... is something similar, actually, so I can just run the way out. Okay. Uh, Jita, as you start going through some of the computer consoles here, you do find a map uh, of, of the... Well, you're not sure if it's the ge geographical map, but as you look at it some more, you realize it's not. It seems to be a ley line convergences across Hypnos, various sites of power and things like that that might suggest where there's some convergence. Um, it's fragmented and from what you can tell by the sort of metadata, it is not based on any recent scans the Legion have done here. And instead you think this is significantly old. Like this is like something they just had on archive somewhere from some unknown, uh, unknown source. Uh, maybe they knew at some point, but they don't necessarily know now. Um, Anybody else doing anything before you leave station? Okay. So all of you uh, proceed out. Again, I'm assuming some of you have winter clothes of some kind. It's not going to be cold for that long. Uh, it's not like, again, it's not, it's not so cold as to be this, like this, this sort of our kind of version of like Antarctica or anything. it's, but it's, it's cold. Um, it's fine. I've got my insulated tie on. And Dr. T, if you want to make a biotech role to see if you can develop <laughs> some sort of quick yep. jury rig device to help with focus, basically. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, Maya, what was yours? What were you looking to do? Oh, uh, just as part of the recording, um, adding two specific things, which is ignore your instinct to put this on stream and... <laughs> If you don't remember your bio, your biological father, that is normal. That is not a function of this planet. You don't know who he is, and that is normal. <laughs> I see an opportunity to implant new, more accurate memories. Uh, also, oh God. I did oh God. real bad on the first time, so I spent a point of grit and ended up with a 15. 
Okay. Fantastic. Uh, what I will say is there's going to be times throughout your adventure on this planet where I'm going to ask for various resolve tests uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes a psychological test here or there. Uh, what this will basically grant everybody is a plus one to that test. So everyone just remember okay. you have a floating plus one because of this little device uh, to those types of tests. Tests specifically involving memory and focus. Um, and that's that's re- that's really it. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Okay. Nice so, job, Hardy. Yeah, serious. Yep. Despite everything else, I happen to be a good doctor every now and then. Yeah. I've got an idea for someone to do once we're on the move, but I'll wait till we're doing that. Okay. I want to ask Boris, do you yeah. want to go with us or do you want to wait on the ship? After he doesn't get a choice. This? He's the only memory we can trust. Wink. Why? Why do you wink. say wink? This is something I have gleaned through my study of his kind. I learned that recently, too. I will trust friends attempt to make the choice that is wisest to the entire crew. I think we need his memories attack. I really think he's... I, I got him a little snowboard. All right. You're coming along. Okay. So <laughs> you all begin heading. Uh, are you heading in the direction of where Ajax went? Because there are essentially there, there are two ways you could go. Yeah. One was literally just following him. And then there was like some other canyon they had mentioned as well. I so, would prefer to follow the main path. Leave okay. the canyon as a secondary since they were thinking it was the other group. Okay. So it's again, it's a it's a handful of clicks away. Uh, and the travel is not particularly difficult, actually, uh, as it's mostly like a rel- it's, it's a fairly flat uh, plane. The mm-hmm. issue arises when you all essentially plunge into that mist at this point, where mm-hmm. all immediately five feet into it, every manner of navigational device that you have completely malfunctions. Any compass, any computer navigational software, all of it. You can no longer tell which way is north, which way is south, which way is east, which way is west. You no longer have any kind of triangulation data for where the actual uh, the actual pings were. All of it just completely collapses. Um, now, the one good thing, uh, assuming Jita brought it, is that you do have this data chart. And you yep. do have that little map. And those two together kind of give you not a... like They give you this like mixture of ley line convergence but also terrestrial nav data now it's old and who knows how accurate it is but as you start moving about and you see little gaps in the mist and you see in the distance there's the monolith you see over here there's a peak that dr t almost crashed the ship into and looks like there's an extended like partially frozen lake and you consult with that nav data all of it seems relatively accurate, so you do you have that to go by. So you're not like completely lost, but none of your none of your normal equipment seems to be functioned properly. Uh, with the yeah. thickness of this fog and the difficulty navigating, I would like to propose to the group uh, that you all gather around me and let me let me grab each of you with a tentacle, like tethers. That way, I'll be the center anchor. 
And that way we don't get separated. We could use rope, but that wouldn't give me a, a reason to hold on to each of you. You said there's like a snow. It, it's is there like snow everywhere? It's icy. It's but it's not snowing. It's uh, there's ice basically. Okay. Uh, Doctor T, I thought you I thought you had combined and flattened out your tentacles. <laughs> uh, just the two flying ones. Okay. The other tentacles okay. are still tentacly. Okay, gotcha. Okay. He has yeah. so many tentacles that he can. You have no idea how many. I got at least a half dying. dozen. <laughs> I haven't even named all of them. <laughs> Some of them just sprout up every morning. You're like, where'd that come from? Oh, okay. God. I haven't seen you in two years. My oh, head just specifically yeah. double the tentacles. <laughs> as well. Yeah. Gina you know, would since... like to sort of do some type of almost like breadcrumb kind of a thing to sort of mm-hmm. where we're going. Oh, um, that's awesome. So oh, yeah. That would be good sure. for your tagging. Like, get some like fluorescent like paint or something that you got. Uh, yes, I most okay. certainly have something like that. Um, Gita was yes. here. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, whatever you might want to use to cast aside. I mean, it's up to you. I don't know what you carry that you feel like you can every so often drop something. But if you have something, go right ahead. Uh, just kind of keep track of whatever that might have been. So... The rest of you, or all of you, begin to travel, keeping Dr. T as somewhat of the nucleus uh, here and there. Um, I'm the center. Just, just for flavor's sake. So if Dr. T is the center, who would we say is point? Kill. Who do we think? Yeah. Kill oh, up front doing definitely. like a marching cadence to go to something that we can all speak in unison to kind of help keep ourselves focused okay. and kind of in unison with each other. Maya's pretty much right behind Kill. Gotcha. I would so, say Gita's all the way in the back because she's doing this spray paint the, thing every so yeah. often and like counting mm-hmm. like one and then two and then three. Okay. Um, a little bit of the side with boars. Like. The two of you. I don't have a tentacle for boars. I'm sorry I ran out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have like seven. <laughs> we went from so many tentacles <laughs> to just one uh, short. Just one short for boars. He would just rip me out of my pot and tear me to shreds if I allowed him. It's fine. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I want you to have a slow death, so I would just abandon you somewhere. Okay, so Kill, as you're counting out the gates and you're doing it out loud, you suddenly hear an echo and you hear the same cadence. It's not your voice, though. But it's the same cadence. It's more, it's like digitalized. So if, you're like, for example, if you're doing like a hut, one, two, three, hut, yeah. you know, something that you hear, and it's like almost the exact same beat, pitch. It's just, it's not your voice, and you hear it immediately. Roll an awareness test, and then Doctor oh. T, give me a resolve test, and don't forget you have the you plus one. Yep. Awareness. Okay. Does uh, Kill also get that plus one? Not for not for this. This is just an awareness this. test. Okay. But still, I'm I'm pretty good on this because uh, 10, 15, 17. Nice. 17. Okay. Fantastic. All right. I pull a 14. Nice. Uh, okay. Two things. Everywhere we go, people will know. <laughs> Who we are. We are the uh, posh Chad. Kill you. 
you notice as you take a moment to listen that it's coming from above you. And when you look up, you see like this sort of hole in the mist, like this kind of tear. And you see hovering above you maybe 30 feet in the air. It looks to be like a monitoring drone that's just up there. And that seems to be exhibiting a and then it starts using once you quiet for a second, it shifts and it starts doing a different voice and then a different voice and then a different voice. And you realize after a moment kill, it's literally saying what you're saying. It's just repeating it in various languages. Dr. T. Yep. While while kill maybe slows the group down for a second. Yep. You also uh, notice something. You, oh. as you are like turning around and kind of talking shit to Boris, you look yeah. beyond him, oh. and you you like see an explosion, like this just suddenly eruption of like like orange and red fire somewhere. Uh, you see the mist itself just explode for a moment. No one seems to react to it. By the way, it's just oh, I- you see this. And as it clears, as you see like that, that orange kind of burn a bit of the mist away, you see extending out in front of you, there's through almost like a, like a little portal uh, in that mist, you see what looks like some kind of sort of war-torn, burnt-out like battlefield, like some sort of horrific battle took place. Like there's no longer ice, it's just sort of this, this burnt-out terrain of black and brown and pools of blood, and there's people left and right uh, of various species on the ground. You can see others moving about trying to like triage and tend. You hear like voices kind of calling out almost in panic for triage. And it's just kind of one after the other, after the other. That's what the two of you have it though. So how do you guys respond? Uh, well, it, the, the first point of response would be to pull, since I've got tentacles on everyone, pull them all in and try and pull them down to cover. Uh, Probably, as you do in battle time, you don't just fucking yell out, hey, what are you... But yeah, try and quietly, maybe give a few tentacle signals, seek cover, drop down, frantically. Uh, Probably a little PTSD kicks in and just takes over from there. Well, if you feel the tug of the tentacle. Down, 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 quick. What? Did you see something? Over there, you see it? No. Zatek, when you look over, you just see an impenetrable wall of mist swirling about. All right. It's a bunch of mist. Uh, There's people down over there. We got to break out. Everyone stick together. Hang low. They need our help. Come on. We need to keep going. I think it's it's a mist vision or something. Kind of like the other guy was kind of weird when we first got here. Now you're being weird. I am not weird. I am the most normal one out of the group. That's why I'm the main character of this story. Come on, keep it down. Let's go. You see a bit of ordinance uh, go off in the distance, Dr. T, and shit. you can feel the ground shake. All right, everyone keep down. Watch flanks. We're going to circle around this way. I thought I saw some low terrain that'll keep us safe. What are you no. seeing, dog? And I'm like actively there. pulling everyone gonna... down with my free tentacles, sure. trying to keep them in cover. Calm device. To take a picture of like 
the direction he's looking and then show it to him. Is there anything visible in the mist as well as the tag? When you look over Maya, there's it's just this like swirling white and off-white mist just woofing around together. And then like anytime it becomes thinner, it's just more mist behind it or ice just extending in this relatively flat, you know, kind of uh, flat terrain beyond it. Look, um, it's probably just your amazing bedside manner and your heightened empathy causing you to uh, really resonate with this strange stuff that's going on here. I, I take a quick temperature of kill to make sure he isn't suffering from any kind of infection. Well, <laughs> he didn't tell me about. <laughs> Roll a medicine test. Uh, that's a 19. Yeah, he is burning up, like absolutely. God, like your 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 equipment is like going off the charts. Okay, well, I've I've dealt with kill in this situation before. Uh, I'm going to let go of everyone. I'm not going to tell them. I just quickly let go, wrap a couple tentacles around kill's ankles, use a leverage from a nearby tree to push him directly in the uh, sternum to knock him down on his ass. So that way, I can start applying proper medical. Uh, precautionary. Maybe a handful of injections. Start uh, stripping off bits of armor, looking for wounds. <laughs> My immediately gets involved for that. What the okay. hell are you doing? So he's been hit, and he's too dumb to admit it. I've seen him do it before. No, he's not. He has been in. He's fine. Kill. <laughs> I I am fine. Um, Look at this, you. and I hold up one of my. Scan devices. Look at your it's shit. You're not fine. Um, there's nothing yeah. on well, there. Maya well, he does kill. that. I'm holding up the picture that I took. Maya and Kill, you both see it. Temperature through the roof. Zatek, you take a picture. Uh, you, mm. you a photo with your. You look at it and you see a, the blurry photo of a palantor looking at you from behind a sheath of mist. Mm. Shit, it's is like translucent. When you turn it around and show it to everybody else, though. No one else sees a palantor standing behind a sheath of mist. All of you just see white. See, there's just a guy there, not the whole seeing thing that you're talking about. It's the mist playing tricks on us. There's, Listen, there's wait, no guy. I don't have time to deal with your spork shit. Like, I got to take care of kill, and then I got to get over there and okay. see who else <laughs> I can help. Wait, look, we got some sort of weird anomaly on this planet. We've got these weird monoliths that Zatex say are... Perfectly manufactured, so maybe we got some sort of... Uh, I'm just going to shove a tentacle in his mouth. I don't have time for your excuses. <laughs> I got to patch you up. He right. is going to try to, like, reflex that away. Sure. We all need to watch the videos. We all need to watch our videos. And so, right what as Maya is saying video? that, you guys hear your alarms go off on your wrists. <laughs> And you realize that you've actually been traveling for an hour. It feels like you've been traveling for five minutes. But Ooh. according to your your little armband devices, when you look at them, like it's been, you've been at this for an hour. And you see the pop-up screen comes up. It's you from an hour ago giving you this sort of explanation of who you are, who raised you, uh, like who shaped you, and who you actually are. That kind of thing. Ooh. That... I'll re-record and... Does that change my disposition on what I'm experiencing? You no longer see, as you look out at that that kind of hole in the mist, it seems to have filled up. 
your instruments are still showing that Kill has an astronomically large fever, but when you mm-hmm. shove your tentacle in his mouth, uh, yeah, his temperature seems pretty normal. Mm. Are you are you happy now? But, is that is that good <laughs> enough? Uh, give me a second. I got to recalibrate this. I, I'm not letting you calibrate again. You get one. Well, not with the tentacle. Listen, all of our devices are feeling my sat nav's failed. All my stuff has failed. Okay. Your stuff's probably failed too. Just everybody oh. be ready for this place to fuck with your head. All right. Okay. And that's... Okay. So if you need to take a temperature, just do the tentacle over the forehead thing. Just. Yeah, you don't I'm... have to go in an orifice every time, buddy. You, really, I wasn't trying to take your temperature there. I was just trying to shut you up. But it's, I understand. I have made sure to become acclimated to each of your personal temperatures through tentacle to skin contact. Um, I know too well. Except okay. for the tech. This uh yours still throws me off. I don't know. I'm usually room room temperature is hard to tell. Yeah. Do you get infections? Uh for what a bit, and then they kind of get absorbed. What are you two talking about? I really need to stop feeding you people. Ebola. Goddamn. You guys all hear your armbands suddenly go as another hour has passed. And you see this direction. What? Showing up on your digital, the very recordings that you just did, including some of you yelling at each other about things that were happening. All right. Oh. I want to try and match my talk, picture up again and see if that Let's person's go. still there. You look around and detect. You don't see anything. It's just white all around. Look okay. and walk. We keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so, Kill, are you still in point again? And same, same. If you guys decide to change anything, just let me know. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to assume Kill okay. and then my. I want to stare at my. Like, because we're holding on to each other. Sure. I just want to stare at my clock as we're doing this. Okay. And like watch Absolutely. it with my eyes go down. Yeah, you're watching it. It's just tick, 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 just like it's supposed to. Digital clock counting down. It's not ticking, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly, you see the mist open up in front of you and you observe a very unnaturally flat clearing. Like you can tell there is, it almost seems that the ice that, um, you're walking across and that you see up ahead of you. It, it looks almost like it's a, a leveled floor in some ways, like it's carved out of what looks like these low surrounding cliffs. And then there's what looks to be one large, almost overly spherical hill up ahead. And the first thing you notice kill is that it very clearly has the smell and the remnants of a skirmish. As you can see, there are various small craters where explosives have likely gone off. You can see there's stains of blood. Nothing recent necessarily, like in the last couple of minutes or anything like that, but you can see there's large portions of various colors of blood here and there. The air is very thick, almost with tension in some ways. Like you can feel kill, like your your legion training nose when you've rocked across a battlefield, and you can see it. And the mist that has opened up is still swirling in this very almost serpentine like pattern uh, throughout this. And as it does so, uh, you can see 
there's beyond like this very dense looking forest. But in the foreground, just in front of you, you see a ship protruding from behind that spherical hillside. Uh, and you can see there's all sorts of damage on the hull. Uh, you can see there's blaster fire. You can see there's there's what looks like, you know, dents and things just from physical um, physical ramming, perhaps into the earth. It doesn't look fully crashed, but you get a feel for Doctor T's, like your memory of Doctor T's landing. His maybe actually was a good landing. Now that you look at this, um, and that's what you see up ahead. Okay. Well, I don't want to be that guy. Does anybody else see the ship? We, I mean, we had reasonable cause to think that there would be a ship here. Is anybody else picking it up, or is there a way we could? Is there a way we could try to like ping? Because most ships are going to have some sort of like black box or something like that. Maybe we could use our tech to see if we ping off of it. I see it. All of you see it. You see everything that Kill sees and describes. You guys all see. Okay. That's not working, though. All right. What was that? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch all that. Oh, uh, I was just saying our tech isn't working. Your, your, all your stuff seems to be having some problems. Like it's, it basically, it's inconsistent. Sometimes it, it's, it's yeah. mostly your navigational or your scanning equipment. So, like mm-hmm. Doctor T, mm-hmm. even his medical scanning equipment yeah. seems to be having trouble. Your weapons seem to be fine. Like your basic mechanical tools seem to be fine. It's anything that involves navigation or scanning, like sensors, basically anything that expects sensors to work. I mean, I'd put out there that maybe we uh, do the lovable thing of walking straight towards the dangerous situation, but keep yeah, your eyes I, I agree. Are there <laughs> any, you. you know? I hate to say it, legion-sized bodies in the ground. You don't see any bodies. You do see, you definitely see signs of gunfire. You see signs of melee fights. You see, and in, in where, where everything's kind of this unnaturally flat, there are occasional, like, chunks of earth that have been upturned, mm-hmm. likely, like I said, from explosives, and you can see the rubble has kind of just sort of disrupted some of it uh, here and there. But otherwise, you know, you don't see any bodies immediately on the ground in front of you. And you only see about the first third of the ship as the rest of it seems to be behind that hill up ahead. And then beyond it is that forest. Let's go quickly while we can still see it. I agree. Okay. Uh, let's see. So you guys are you're going to the ship. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Okay. You guys are pushing forward and pushing forward when Maya and Jita, uh, independent of one another, this just happens to be what I rolled, you feel your leg kind of give a bit as you're walking across and something comes up from the ice below and like wraps around your legs. When you look down, you see a puff of some vapor uh, just kind of waft up into your faces. Uh, both of you can go ahead and roll a resolve test. You can take your plus one. Uh, your eyes begin to bleed with like, not bleed, I should say, begin to just sort of well up with with tears. You're, you, you have trouble actually keeping your eyes open. And then you realize that like 
your brain can't like you're not concentrating you're trying to call out for kill you're trying to call out for dr t but other names are popping out you know names of from when you were a kid your childhood friends like it's just your everything's popping out incorrectly and you feel this just utter intense wave of like fear wash over you just out of nowhere like this just injection into your brains of the chemical that just drives fear uh how did you do on your resolve tests Bill. 13. Uh, 13. Uh, okay, 13. You're going to, Maya, you're going to go ahead and you're going to take uh, two points of max endurance loss. This is soft damage, so reduce your maximum endurance by two. Gita, you failed. Is that correct? Yeah, she's just like hicking at the ground and just, just furiously trying to stomp at whatever this is. Okay, and as you do... You just feel at one point as you're stomping and stopping, your other leg rips through the ice. A shard rips up and cuts through the musculature of your leg. Uh, you're going to take one point of sharp damage to strength. Go ahead and reduce your, your, your strength by one. As this okay. huge splurt Shit. of blood expend, it just goes everywhere. And Maya and Jita, you, the worst fears you've ever felt in your life, like the most... Like like childhood moments where like you just were you just feel it more than more more like crisp and clear than you've ever had in your life just come rushing into your into your minds for I mean it feels like forever but for the rest of you guys that are watching like this takes maybe this all takes like ten seconds and you hear them screaming this out screaming that out, and then eventually they calm no oh, sign my, my has collapsed right? Gita's, like she's blood everywhere yeah oh she just got immediately blood going everywhere. into triage mode yeah 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 so you can immediately yeah. start and, kind of tidying up yeah and inside cheetah like feels like her farin is just weak and that's sort of what she feels inside like she's hasn't been able to like recharge and like she's just getting that just weakness and weakness and she's just frantically just Stomping and stamping and okay. Uh, Zatek, yeah, my eyes collapsed and trying to like kick away from from whatever this is and just trying okay. to like back away as fast as possible. Kill and Zatek, what about you guys? What are you guys doing? Do we so we see this or do we yes. see them like all of this is happening? This? You heard them screaming. You see the blood from Jita. You see Maya kick off what looks to be like some sort of strange tether. Uh, it's kind of, it's almost glistening and in, in, in sort of like, like it's not illuminated, but you can see it's glistening. Like it's got this shine to it as she kicks it off and it lands on the, on the ice in front of you. Uh, and Jita has one too wrapped around her leg, but as Dr. T is getting the ice shards out of her calf, like you're able to kind of pull that free too. Um, okay, well, I guess keep ice peeled forever. The fuck that is. Yeah. Uh, Jude, how much, uh, how much stat damage were you down? Uh, my strength went from two to one. Okay. I do, I'll, I'll leverage my paramedic, uh, trait. Let's me do a, uh, medical test. And I can try and heal that for you. Is that so as acceptable? Had oh, yeah, she yeah, her fine. senses about her, she would consent to that, but mm -hmm. she's a little bit, uh, that's fine. Otherwise, That's a twenty. Occupied so sphere. I will manage to patch you up enough. Uh, heal one. 
So as Dr. T is quickly triaging, as Maya, you're kicking the that weird little tendril. As, as a tech, you're just you see the things kind of unfurl. Mm-hmm. Kill, you turn and you say to them, like, oh, let's just, you know, everyone keep their eyes. You don't even get through the sentence. You guys watch as Kill gets knocked on his ass. He, you see him just kind of flop down. Uh, what's your defense score, Kill? Like the, my team to be hit, I assume. Your team to be one? hit, yeah. That's what I'm sure. Uh, yeah, okay, I do hit. I, I thought it was. I thought it was around there. Okay, uh, you are going to. So you guys watch as he just gets bowled over. None what? of you heard a shot. He just gets knocked clear onto his ass, uh, and. You will take nine points of endurance damage kill. Oh, Ooh, holy okay. shit. That's like, what, 10% of his max endurance? <laughs> I mean, it takes, me, it takes me down to the 30s. Okay, it's a big deal. And you suffer a critical hit and are suppressed as you flop down into the ground and you're essentially like pinned. You're trying to get up, but you like your muscles just suddenly don't work. And you will take critical damage to, hang on, let me roll this, uh, to grit, <laughs> to your, a hit to your confidence. Uh, it's going to be five. Uh, minus, what's your armor? Five. All right. So you actually, actually, oh. wait, let me, t- let me double check. Let me see if I've got any kind of piercing on this. I do have piercing. So you'll take one point to your grit. <laughs> As you are mm-hmm. flopped out. What do you guys do? Uh, I'm still working on Jita, so I'm definitely okay. putting a mental checklist. What, do I see what knocked him over? Like, attack roll. Uh, well, are you looking for like where it came from, or are you looking in, in like kills back? Uh, I don't like know what hit him. I don't know if like something ran into him and it ran okay. back in the mist. I'm trying to see like if you what look down, you notice that some kind of projectile, like like you can well actually make sure it's a projectile. No, it's not a projectile. What looks like a blaster hit to his armor. Like you can see the residue of a blaster hit to his armor. Well precise. Mm square like basically center mass perfect shot except it's in his back he turned around and said something to you and had he not turned around it would have got him right in the chest instead it gets him right in the back mm. okay um even though the mist is like pretty thick is there any where are we in this like super flat area you said it's or very is there flat any... there's like some disturbed earth here and there but otherwise it's extremely flat except where there look to have been at some point craters of grenades or munitions going off of some kind uh i'm gonna yell and like point at the nearest like crater and say like we should all get in that and then try and help kill with whatever i can he's probably a little too heavy for me but i want to start trying to help get him up so he can okay. walk and it and kill the suppression goes away re- relatively quickly. A second shot doesn't actually come, uh, but as a tech, you're able to give kill a hand and kind of help drag him over. And by the time you're behind that bit of cover, kill you've oh. already got your your extremities back. Um, Doctor T and Jita and Maya, are you also taking cover? Are you dragging Jita to cover? What are we doing? I would be. I would presumably Jita can move under her own, uh, but I she would can. definitely be helping and then. 
keeping overwatch with her as well, just in case anything else comes in or up or wherever. Okay. Uh, seeing that they have that under uh, control, I'm, I'm going to just book it to where's the tech to kill. Okay. So all of you are basically crammed around what looks like this, this chunk of earth that's been upturned here and there. Um, you wait a beat, another beat, and it's as quiet as can be. You hear nothing. Like you don't even hear, there's not even a wind gust. It's just utter impossible silence. Hmm. So either they shot you because you're up front or because you're you. Um, I don't know. I even got shot. Something was pushing me. I'm going to take a picture of the back the, of them. The and show them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying that's how it felt. I We're in a weird place. I get it. Didn't we just get to the ship? Yes. Just the fastest we need we to can just get keep to the moving. Ship? I think the more um, we let ourselves get distracted by all the weird nonsense that's going on, yeah. the more I mean, weird nonsense really, really, we're going to really, really, really hurts. I got to say, this really, really, really hurts. But I think we should still get to the ship. I agree. Well, it would time out. Let me take a look at you real quick, Kill, while we're in cover. And then once I've got that wrapped up, we make a mad dash for the ship. Deal. Doesn't hurt so much here or here, right around in here. Well, I slap him there, but then I'm also going to <laughs> uh, leverage my uh, biotech to do another non-combat heal. Okay. Zatak, you hear a voice in your head. 17. You get to heal one. Okay. While Dr. T is desperately trying to help out Jita and kill Zatek, you hear a voice and it's not Boris. You're so used to hearing Boris that when you hear this voice, it mm. sounds so different. What? What? What are you? Move, you'll die. Move, move. I'll look around and see if I see anyone else talking. Or anyone here? So as you look around, what's your defense? (laughs) Um, Why are you asking? Because I just. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Uh, 13. <laughs> okay, I did hit. Yeah, that was actually not a good roll. Uh, that was only, uh, that was only a 15, actually. Um, okay. Uh, attack take nine points of endurance damage. Uh, okay. Again, five crit. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It's not, it's just, it's just endurance damage. It's just endurance damage. Okay. I can't do the crit thing. Sorry, I didn't get a strong hit, so. So it's just it's just nine points of endurance loss. Yeah. Uh, Some voice told us to move, and then I got shot. What voice? I don't know. It sounded foreign. (laughs) I don't know. Doc, are you done? We we really do need to keep moving. I think we gotta move. This one thinks we're just gonna dig ourselves. I I love that you're trying to take care of us, Doc. But no, physical injuries are one thing. This is a tech. Losing his shit in yeah. a hole. I can't treat that in another hole. So, yeah, let's make it to the ship. 
I think this is the equivalent of a sniper that just wounds somebody to keep you just sticking around a place you shouldn't be. We just need to keep yeah. going. Uh, okay. I agree. Right. Well, yeah, it's a good deterrent. Booking? I don't like being shot. <laughs> yeah, okay. she's running, running, running for the ship. Running for ship with caveats. Uh, okay. I would like to fly high and erratically towards the Hell ship yes. and hopefully draw fire so the rest of them can all make it to the ship oh. unhindered. Okay. Serpentine. Uh, was I hit from the same direction that Kill was as well? You can make an awareness test if you like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you weren't hit until you like kind of started looking around. So like you're like, you know, moving your head a bit. Uh, so sure. you think probably. Uh, so um, everybody, uh, the exception of Dr. T, mm. roll physical as you run for the ship. Oh. Dr. T, you don't need to. I'm just going to shoot you. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <I do. laughs> <Listen. laughs> It's what you wanted. <laughs> a good doctor protects their patients, uh, despite it's what Doctor Home would do. Okay. Nice. <laughs> four eight. Four physical. Jeff gets awesome. it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> uh, physical test as you run across the uh, the icy terrain and try to get to the ship. Uh, so awesome. Do- Dr. T, is your defense you got 21? It. Uh, yeah, it's actually like 58. Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> what are you even asking that for? Uh, my okay. defense is 16. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is a hit. Uh, as yep. you fly up and start zigzagging around uh, in the mist, mm-hmm. uh, oh. you get, you, you just feel yourself, your, like, uh, like your wings just sort of get like driven back suddenly with the, the oh, pressure yeah. of this shot. And you're going to take nine points of endurance loss, five right. points of critical damage, as this time I did roll a strong hit. Holy shit. Oh, I don't have any stat that's above a five. So congratulations. Mm. Do you have armor, though? I have one for oh, my tie. So <laughs> go ahead. Oh, God. Go ahead and take four points of loss of critical damage to your reflexes. Oh, okay. That, that four is not bad. It just puts me at zero. Okay. That's why I mean, like oh, oh, oh. You know, mathematically is still a number. So like, I feel oh, good about, we're worried about, we're worried about negative five in this, right? <laughs> negative five is, is how you die. Yeah. Uh, if okay. any one, I think it's any, any single one, doesn't matter which one, if any of them ever get to negative five, that's how you die in the game. He said that was to reflex, okay. right? Oh, to Jesus. reflexes, yeah. All right, cool. Okay. So, uh, okay. So, those of you who ro- rolled your physical test, please go ahead and tell me the answers now. So, Maya, what'd you roll? I got a 10 and then I spent a grit and then I got an eight. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I like the improvement. Good job. Gita, uh, Gita what'd you roll? 14. 14. And then Zatek, is that 17 you? Is that is that what you're Yeah, I got a 17. Okay. What do we need to get? Uh 17 is more than enough. Uh Kill, how about you? (laughs) I got an 18, and thanks to my sixes and perseverance talent, I'm back up to 41 endurance. Very nice. (laughs) Okay. 
uh, as in your <laughs> point, and again, until you guys, unless you guys tell me otherwise, I'm assuming Kill is leading the way. And so you guys all book it, and you're running, and you're running. And I'll say Kill as an unexpected consequence of you getting so high, like you rolled so well. I will get you, as you're running, you see Dr. T, uh, and this also, I'll give this to, yeah, no, just you actually at 18, because it would have been, it's a 14 difficulty. So it would have just been you. Okay. You yeah, see awesome. flying overhead Dr. T. And he just gets obliterated with a shot. You see parts of his wing membrane just rip free and start falling to the ground like autumn leaves. And you see the most minute bit of like, not muzzle fire, but you can tell like like a blaster quick ignition. And you can see it's at the top of the ship. And you can see as you're looking up there running and just as fast as you possibly can to what looks to be the open hatch of the of the ship you can see a legion shooting down. Uh, then uh, Jita and Zatek, you, you two run across, no issues, uh, as you're following Kill's lead. Maya, you trip and you fall, and you go sliding across the icy ground, uh, and you're a little bit further around from everybody else. Uh, Kill, you get right up to the door of the like the the main hatch on the on, on we'll say like the starboard side of the ship or so um you can see there like that's that's the way in um do you go inside i mean i, I if i can even i don't know if i'm gonna have to like force the door open or anything uh you can i mean if you just tried if you're just if you're trying to open yeah. it up it does open yeah opens up. and as i do uh because i saw a legion up there just as loud as my voice can carry, I'll call out the appropriate like legion protocol of like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm kill Krug, centurion rank sure. and exercise and basically call and requesting respond. Okay. You're calling out, you're calling out, you hit the, the door and you go inside. Jita is a tech. Are you following kill? Yeah. Okay. Yep. The three of you go inside. Actually, do we see, do I see that Maya fell? If you turn around, you do in fact see that Maya fell back. And you also see that Dr. Dr. T is having some trouble in the air as his wing kind of flopped around a bit. Ah, usually I'm going to throw uh, boars in <laughs> and then I'm going to run back and try to help. Uh, and you, and you, you just hear it and you're like, <laughs> as he goes flying inside and hits Jita in the back of the head. Uh, <laughs> Jita, you take two points of endurance lost. This uh, <laughs> attack. You go running back. Dr. T, you are you still continuing to try to like circumvent or, or serpentine uh, fly, so to speak? I think that if I see the majority of the group make it into the ship, but of <laughs> course I see that Maya went down, I'm going to try and like do that spiral like death fall okay at least you know act the part that way i can try and land next to maya to try and help her the best i can once i hit the ground you go spiraling down zatek you come running over the two if you basically converge with maya you kind of help get her up at that point kill and jita you go inside randomly thank you you're looking for probably like a utility ladder or something going up. I would imagine you turn down this fairly narrow hallway and Jita, you're right behind kill. And you watch as 
kill just suddenly gets wrapped up in some sort of monofilament web. And he's just running, running. And it's, you didn't even see it a second ago. Like it was completely invisible. He takes two steps. He's looking around and then everything rips off of the walls and begins to wrap around like these, these basically hundred very tiny little like dental floss, thin filaments begin to wrap and wrap and wrap around kills armor and starts to cut and cut and cut into his armor. You see one line of the dental floss gets in his like in his cheek and begins to cut into the cheek and into the arm. Everything just sort of getting getting sliced and sliced outside Maya. You're getting lifted up by Zatek and Dr. Key. You look up and you see a shadow is now being cast from what looks to be some kind of some kind of drone light up above and standing on the ship looking down, you see a large, broad-shouldered, heavily scarred legion pointing a gun down at the three of you. Maya, you recognize Ajax, and he's looking directly at you, and then he fires the gun. And that's where we're going to go ahead and end for tonight, and we will pick up there in a couple weeks when I kill Maya with her ex-boyfriend. Oh, wow. Okay. Everything will be fine. This is just the second point, too. I have six point, I have a six point crawl. You've been to this, you've been to two. (laughs) It was a bad break, but it wasn't that bad. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's what you thought. He didn't see it the same way. So, Kill has got the micro filament. You see, the thing is, Legion bottle it up. At some point, it's going to disrupt. Yeah. If he had that mood ring armor on, it would be like crimson red. Okay. Oh, my. Oh, my God. You see, like, in the upper right-hand corner, Ajax will remember that, and then in parentheses underneath it. Actually, he won't. Uh, And then... Oh, Oh, my God. that's worse. Wow, Jeff, twist the knife. Yay. Oh no, it's a gun. Oh, oh good. <laughs> I twist the bullets. I roll so many dice when I attack with him. It's absurd. Oh, I love it. Legion. I love it. I love are it. Busted. So many guys. Do, you all them? Do you hear Do you hear all of them? So many I hear them. Amazing. Yeah. That's a lot. Amazing. It's so good. It's my first. Oh, this, this is, is so this great. is my first nemesis character I've gotten to play with. So like, nice. I got some shit. <laughs> I got some shit. I was yeah. a, I was looking after. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I might have a map for us and everything, and we might kind of do it. Um, but there you go. Okay, so that's where we ended up. Uh, so I have a note. Kill. Uh, you're in a trap. We'll see how much the trap actually does to you if it does anything when we mm-hmm. when we start up next time. Because it might not. Your armor might be, be strong enough to withstand it. And then Maya, you're getting shot by Ajax. And then I think we'll start up probably in some level of structured time uh, as we can use the new uh, the new combat order rules as the the, the version yeah. two just dropped. Yeah. Uh, makes it slightly different. Slightly different. Okay. So I enjoy doing cliffhangers. It's fun. Uh, if you don't like it. <laughs> oh, this is so yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, you better weeks. deal with It'll it. Be fine. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I got to give. two weeks. I got to give my Trey time to build a new character. And then <laughs> <laughs> just being a considerate GM. <laughs> Very nice of you. Very kind. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside the ship, Papa and Mama are about to give. They don't even know what's coming to them. 
Oh my god! I'm going to be an orphan. Great, you're crazy. You're not. You, I mean, you are an orphan. You have no parents. <laughs> he has. I'm not your papa. He's got a brood. He was hatched somewhere. Right. Somewhere. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and let's get on that. Here's just some closing plugs. Uh, let's start with Chuck and Joe. Tell us about what's going on on DOK, man. Men, Joe, you go first. Guys. Oh, okay. Uh, Fridays, I'm running the game that I'm making called Anvia, and it's going well. You should check it out. Fantastic. Fridays at 9 Central. There's a cobalt. Cool. I like how you're doing stuff with your arms, too. I I very much appreciate gesticulation yes. like stuff. that while talking. I agree. <laughs> uh, Chuck. Uh, Wednesday is where it's at because Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, my Kickstarter goes live. That is Teenage Odyssey. Uh, it's a 90s teenager adventure using the end of the odd system. Yeah, links in the chat. Check it out. It's great. If you don't back it, you're going to make me sad. And if you make me sad, you make my dog Purdy sad. And my dog Purdy is named after Jeff's character, Mama Purdy, which will make Jeff sad. So no, everybody's sad. Me fucking pissed is what will make me. Oh, <laughs> oh, escalation. Will come to your house. Come to I your house. Your dog. I will tip over your refrigerator. He will do it. He'll do it. Pull up all the shrubs in your front yard. Damn straight. I used to have a dog once. Then he pissed and me off. And he didn't pack teenage Odyssey. <laughs> it's this weird time thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, okay, so fantastic. Yeah, links in the chat, links in the description down below if you're watching this later. Uh, and uh, and Chuck, next week, you're going to show us a 19th. little bit of that game, right? I yeah. am. Yeah, a week yeah. from today, we're going to do a Teenage Odyssey one-shot. Um, I was thinking, like, what, what can I provide to the lollygaggers? And so I'm like, why don't we take, uh, why don't we take Breakfast Club and just make it wrong? And uh, so that's what we're doing. Uh, uh, I don't Monday. think it's possible to make Breakfast Club wrong, but I am happy to be proven wrong. Listen, uh, we'll find out. What, let's just Breakfast Club and another movie that you like from the 80s slash 90s, maybe by John Carpenter, mush those together. And uh, that's what we're doing. I'm, like you've done, you've said nothing that I would ever put in the vicinity <laughs> of the word wrong right there. So I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that yeah, sounds fantastic. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay. That's what we're doing. Okay. Uh, my Trey, tell us about where we can find you on the interweb. Uh, I am my two place games when I'm not, uh, you know, getting my heart ripped out by Jeff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I make system uh, agnostic tabletops off and you should check me out if you, if you want to watch that kind of thing on YouTube. Also, um, new Discord is awesome because we're having a uh, no voice allowed play test of mm. uh, Steven's new game on Saturday, which nice. I'm really excited about. Even Steven <laughs> can't be there. It's Even fantastic. Steven can't be there. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so awesome. Uh, yeah, if you... If any of you out there would like to play test Steven's game, you should hop on uh, the new Lollygagger Discord. He's got his whole little section over there. It smells kind of weird, but you can sign up for random, uh, well, not random, but times for play test. And you should do it because a couple of us here have already played it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and you should uh, you should come, come give him a hand. Uh, and then finally, uh, let's, let's hear about this Patreon there. 
Jeremy. Yeah, Aaron Reese on Patreon. Come check it out. I'm professional at this. I know. It was too quick. It was right there. It was right there. <laughs> Comics, maps, and games. Okay. All right. As as for us, uh, our next game is tomorrow. We're going to be playing some more heroic deeds. Uh, another buddy of ours over at Garbag Games, Pete, he has a game up on Kickstarter right now called Heroic Deeds. We're playing through it. Aaron's running us through it. So if you're curious about some old school type of role playing with some new school mechanics, come see what we're doing. Uh, Thursday, we've got what will most likely be the finale of our Werewolf the Apocalypse campaign, or at least season one or something. Uh, and then, um, Friday Delta green, uh, we are back to that. We'll f- figure out what the hell happened to Steven's character Saturday. Uh, we're going to be doing some eternal wise call of Cthulhu. I feel like something terrible happened recently and we'll probably involve Steven. I don't know. Uh, but come, come watch that. And as Chuck said, next Monday, we've got some, uh, teenage eyes here. Yeah. That's what we got. All right. And, uh, I just talked about how I was a professional. I totally forgot to get a, uh, a rate. Uh, ready to go? Well, if you were doing oh, your plugs, yeah. go find somebody though. We're gonna raise Holy somebody. Rain. Dork tales is up. It's gonna be fun. Dork tales will do. There we go. Well, actually, I think they're ending because they just did like a oh, like looks like a credit thing is up. Try uh, if you want a small one. There's a little channel called Behold Roleplay that's being recommended. Behold, I have Fabled Forty Two. I remember Fabled Forty Two. They're also good. Some, yeah, let's do some oh, Fabled. Oh yeah. Cards popping up for me all right so let's go ahead and rate fable 42 follow the raid have a great rest of your night we'll see you later in the week bye-bye everybody bye